Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everyone, welcome to the When to Jump podcast. My name is Mike Lewis. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Seth Godin. And before we get started on the next one, I just want to let everyone know that coming up in one week... Uh, next week's guest will be Gretchen Rubin, a tremendous author, speaker, thought leader, uh, writer extraordinaire. And it was <laughs> probably the most interesting and creative conversation I've had, at least in the last uh, few months, although Seth might be tied with it. But if you like Seth's conversation, we have a whole lot more coming with Gretchen. Uh, she talks about her, her book, her latest book on the four tendencies, uh, sharing what kind of people uh, do what and which one of those tendencies we map towards, uh, which was pretty fun. We actually got into it quite a bit. So hope you'll tune in next week at this time to hear our conversation. However, this week we're going to start uh, with something a little bit different. Uh, before we get into it, a great uh, jump story that I want to share from Bill in Massachusetts, who wrote in after last week's episode. He said, it was a double jump. My father, at 62 years of age, quit his corporate job and started his own printing and promotion product company. I thought he was crazy and I was very worried. Four years later, I followed. I hated my job at a financial services company and had no idea where to go or what to do. 32 years old. I was desperate and anxiety-ridden. I knew nothing about printing and promotional events, products, marketing. My dad said, quote, I think I have a pretty good thing going on. Why don't you come aboard? End quote. Me, and this is Bill saying, but dad, I know nothing about printing. And his dad says, don't worry, you'll learn as you go. Bill says, the next day I quit in the middle of a reorg conversation with my supposedly new boss. 15 years later, I own the company with my brother, John. We are celebrating 20 years in 2019 and are doing several million dollars in sales this year. I've never looked back. The experience, flexibility, creativity, happiness, and what I consider to be the best fit for my personality ever has been onward and upward. Bill is a jumper and a successful one, and I love that. Thank you for sharing it. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm glad we could share it. If you've got a jump, just go to whentojump.com, share it with us. You can record it, jump at mcmillan.com. That's where you want to send it. That kind of segues into... An announcement I want to make. Uh, for those who don't know, When to Jump was started with this idea that a community is necessary and important to you know, support each other and doing what we want to go do in life, whether that's learning karate on the weekends or picking up a language or going back to school at night or switching jobs or moving careers and starting over, just like what Bill you know, has done. What makes a community work is getting people together in person. And when, when I started When to Jump a couple of years ago, the concept that I sketched on a cover page of a book was, yes, a book, but really a roadmap. And a roadmap that would start with in-person meetups called Jump Clubs. And my idea was a celebration of doing what you love, whether that's going into food, music, technology, business, philanthropy, medicine, and doing it in a fun way with good food, 
with music, with meeting interesting people and not going to a conference, not another networking event that the world does not need more networking events or conferences, but a festival and a celebration. The way that I thought of it was one part farmer's market with food and beverage vendors who have jumped participating, uh, one part TED Talks or Ideas Festival, and then finally, uh, live entertainment, whether it's music or hip-hop dance or comedy, people who have jumped into the performing arts coming in to share. And what I wanted to accomplish was what our community stands for today, these three pieces, connection with others, uh, education, and then, of course, inspiration. And so if we can thread those three pieces through an event, connect, educate, inspire, and that event, Jump Club, could be held once a year, that's when we could bring everyone together. We ended up hosting our first Jump Club in San Francisco. Sheryl Sandberg came to keynote. We had Sweet Green and Soul Cycle involved. It was a half day. We had double the amount of folks we expected. Last year, it doubled again, and we, we, we cut it to about 150, and then it ended up going up to nearly 300 folks over a weekend in New York. And then this year, we decided, let's keep it on the East Coast, and let's make it the best one yet. And so I am thrilled to share that Jump Club Boston will be taking a place the weekend of September 7th and 8th, Friday night and all day Saturday, September 8th in Boston. And tickets are on sale today, right now. Early bird tickets are up. They will last for just a short while. And you can go to whentojump.com to check it out. For us, less people is better because we can control the experience. So just like the last two years, we expect to sell out. We've added a VIP reception that's now a VIP dinner, limited to about 70 folks Friday night. And that's part of the uh, all-access ticket that has the early bird pricing right now. Two, two things I want to mention, two people that relate to the story. One is a woman who listened to my podcast two years ago was a woman named Laura McCowan. Laura has an incredible jump story. She was a single mom, was a marketing executive, and was battling uh, you know, a, a journey, I wouldn't say battling, but pushing through a journey to get sober and found writing as an outlet. And Laura is going to come on the podcast today because Laura is one of our featured keynotes at Jump Club Boston this fall. And folks like Bill, whose story I actually just, uh, just read to you a few minutes ago, uh, told me, because I gave him the secret that I was going to announce today on the show that we're going to Boston, that he's going to be there. So between Bill and Laura and myself and the other handful of folks who will join us, I hope Jump Club Boston is our best one yet. I think it will be. And this episode of When to Jump is actually going to be all Laura and no me. So I'm going to hand it over to Laura in a second. What I asked Laura to do is just to share her story, talk a bit about her jump and why she wanted to share it live in person in Boston at Jump Club Boston. So she's going to give a little teaser. She'll be at the event, obviously, in September. You can go to whentojump.com for more information. The tickets are releasing today. We expect it to sell out. I hope to see you there. And if you use the code WTJPOD, that's W-T-J-P-O-D, you can get 10% off the early bird. So that's a discount on a discount. That's just for our podcast listeners. I won't post it anywhere else. Uh, go to whentojump.com. Enjoy this this one-sided conversation reflection from an incredible author, blogger, and podcast host, Laura McCowan. And I can't wait to see you in September.
My name is Laura McCowan, and if you hear noises in the background that sound strange, uh, it is my cats having their morning play routine. And sometimes it can sound a little violent. Yep, those noises, those are the cats. I am so excited to be here talking to you and Mike asked me to do something a little bit different. So I'm just going to talk about my story. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my my jump, uh, a little bit about me. I am a 40-year-old mother of one nine-year-old daughter whose last day of school is today. I live north of Boston in a very cute little seaside town. I grew up in Colorado and lived there until I graduated from college. I went into college. I mean, most people, I don't think, know what they want to do when they go to school. Some, I think, I think do, uh, and they are maybe the lucky ones, but I, I didn't. I had ideas of things that I liked, curiosities. Uh, but I was, I, did, I loved science, still do, and I was a pre-med biology major. So far away from anything that I do. But uh, I loved science. And then I got to organic chemistry, too. I think that was the class. And I said, oh, hell no. Uh, this is not. This is not for me. So I switched. And I switched to business marketing, which was like a walk in the park compared to what I was doing before. And I chose it because it was you know, probably I probably was going to be able to get a job. And honestly, I chose it because it was the most fun. It seemed like all the people in that school were having a good time. That is sort of how I made a lot of my decisions about my what turned out to be a 15-year career. I didn't really have you know, a five-year plan or a 10-year plan or really even a, a two-year plan. A lot of time can pass that way, you know, and I think a lot of people sort of wake up one day from a series of steps that they have taken and they go, what am I doing? And what is this that I am spending, you know, most of my days doing? And for me... So I, I moved to Boston uh, right after college, and I got a job at a startup as their marketing coordinator or assistant or something. I mean, I was basically, I was hired as an intern, and they hired me full-time within a couple weeks, I think basically because I could speak English. <laughs> I turned out to be really good at marketing, and, and I ended up going to business school. In hindsight, I can see that I made that decision for reasons that almost embarrassing to admit. I thought it would be impressive to my father, and I did it because I didn't really know what else to do. I sort of stumbled from one thing to the next, and I was doing it based on what other people thought. 15 years into a marketing and advertising career, I thought, how the hell does one just make a big jump? writing was a very sexy, alluring thing that I wanted to do. And I started a few blogs here and there, um, but I never really knew what to write. At the same time, uh, I got 
married in my late 20s. I had we had our daughter in my early 30s. And by my mid 30s, my marriage um, fell apart. I had also developed a very bad uh, alcohol addiction. And then quickly thereafter, I hit, you know, what I would consider my first bottom and started to realize that I had to get sober. What happened then was this thing that I had always talked about doing, which was writing and wanted to do, uh, it started to just pour out of me. I wrote about what was going on, the journey of trying to get sober and being a mom and going through a divorce and all the emotional upheaval of that. I just started to talk and the talking really healed me and started to save me and I knew it. I don't know how else to explain it except for to say I couldn't not do it. In September of 2014, I finally had my last day one and started to put together some real sober time. About five months in, I decided I really wanted to do a podcast. And this, you know, the the ideas that we get or these curiosities that we have that we often think are silly or they make no sense or like, you don't have any, I didn't have any time to do a podcast. I, where, where was I going to fit that in? Uh, and I think at least for myself, and I know a lot of other people, just let them go because it doesn't make sense. You have to follow those curiosities. I asked one of my friends who was also sober if she would do it with me. And she finally said, uh, yeah, let's do this. And I, we started home podcast and we started recording episodes. We had no idea what we were doing. You know, I was recording in my daughter's bedroom and then my closet. I upgraded to my closet. <laughs> People started to listen and write us right away and say, you know, thank you. I so needed this. I, I, um, I haven't heard these things talked about in this way and please keep going. It gave my life a, a little bit more meaning. I didn't have an end game, you guys. And I think that is also important to know. I didn't have some business plan. I didn't have a exit strategy. I was just continuing to do thing this thing that I loved. And meanwhile, I'm getting more sober. Fast forward to 2016, a couple years ago. It was almost like I was working two jobs, one that I was getting paid very well for, <laughs> my job job, and one that I was getting paid nothing for, but loved a lot of pieces fell in place that allowed me to feel comfortable in quitting my job. One was I had a dear friend who had uh, been watching me for the past few years and she said, okay, well, if you name a number, I'm happy to loan it to you. There was something about someone believing in me that was even more important than the money to help me. I figured out what I would need to feel comfortable for a little while. And I also, it forced me to move quickly and figure out things that I could do to make money on my own. There were other little pieces and I won't get into them now because I don't want to tell you the whole story. The point here is that I also have had a lot of difficulty and a lot of really unsexy times in this and a lot of fear. There's the jump the day that you quit your job and that's a very tiny piece of what the bigger story is. 
uh, it was scary. And I worry a lot. But I reached a point where I was like going to make this decision to quit. And I had all those voices, you know, that we get. Who do you think you are? Who are you to do this? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? And my next thing was like, I got to ask, I got to ask the people in my life if I can do this. I thought I still needed permission from my parents, from friends, from my ex-husband. There were two things that happened. I realized, one, I don't actually need permission. I'm not a child. This had to be my responsibility. I did it. I asked for, I I decided I wanted one person's support, and that was my ex-husband, because we have a daughter together, and it meant a lot to me for him to say, yeah, I think I think you should. If he hadn't have said that, I think I would have done it anyway, but it was really nice to get his his support, his vote of support. And I did it. We are not the ones in charge. We are not producing this entire thing. Uh, there is a much bigger reason why uh, we are all called to do what we uh, are meant to do. And I do believe that we are all meant to do something. I don't know that that thing has to translate into your job. I really actually don't believe that. Um, But I think it needs to be part of your life. It gives our lives meaning. When we don't have meaning in our lives, we don't generally behave that well. We get confused about what we are doing here. And I think you can see a lot of that disconnection and confusion in our world today. So that is my story, the very short condensed version. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you for letting me be in your ears and I hope to see you soon. All right. I hope you enjoyed that narrative from Laura and I hope you enjoyed that style. If you've got a a feeling or a thought or feedback on it, let us know. But I think that was a powerful way to share a story, to share a jump, and to share why Laura feels it's uh, it's an important story to tell in person. And we're very, very lucky to have her at Jump Club Boston, September 7th and 8th. Uh, this is super exciting for me. I never really imagined us hopping around the states doing a jump club in each new city uh, each new year and to do it for a third year now running is just an incredible privilege so I'm really excited I'm very grateful for Laura being a part of it I hope you enjoyed that story if you want more when to jump you know where to find us when to jump.com if you want to get the early bird tickets use WTJPOD that's WTJPOD for 10% off the early bird price just for our podcast listeners. That is a very limited time only. um, And the discount will probably expire pretty soon. We haven't figured out when, (laughs) but soon. And lastly, if you've got a jump to share, like Bill's or any other uh, story you want to share or a question to ask, go to whentojump.com, ask us a question, uh, share uh, an insight, whatever you want to do. We've got a newsletter. We're on social at at whentojump. Track us down, follow us, tell your friends. When to Jump is produced by Alex Abnos for Macmillan Podcasts. The senior editor for Macmillan Podcasts is Alyssa Martino. Check out more great shows like this one at macmillanpodcast.com. That is all for today. My name is Mike Lewis. I hope to see you in Boston in September. But no matter what, 
I'll see you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.